Hello, and welcome to another episode of Body Liberation for All. This week's conversation is with one of the healers from my Black Joy Summit. I loved that project so much, and it was exactly what I needed at the time, and so many other people who attended said the same. What I've done here at the end of 2020 is I've made a little bit of a pivot with that, and I've rebranded the platform, and it's now the Decolonized Healing Collective. I've expanded it to include more people of color, and I still want to really lean in to the QT BIPOC focus. If you are a queer healer of color, please reach out to me. I would love to talk to you about your work and see how we can get a sample of your work on the site. So the site is part directory, but then also it's full of workshops so that people can sample the work that you do and know how to connect with you. Because I'm addicted to starting podcasts, me and a previous guest are in the works on a new show called Living Queer and Melanated. This previous guest is Stephen Wakabayashi, and you can go back to listen to his episode to learn more about Stephen and his work with mindfulness. We've decided to offer access to the Decolonized Healing Collective to all of the patrons of our shows. So it doesn't matter if you're a patron of Body Liberation for All or Living Queer and Melanated, you'll have equal access to that platform. And if that doesn't vibe with you, you still have the option of renting these lectures on demand and enjoying the workshop for a couple of days before it goes back on the shelf. Either way, I think it's going to be a really great resource for the healers and for all of the viewers. Today's conversation is centered around understanding that wherever you are in your journey, you are right on time. I just had a birthday, which is another reason for my holiday break. And I have to say, even though it wasn't like a big birthday, it wasn't 50 or something that really felt monumental. At 39, I feel more connected to my purpose now than I ever had before. This happens for people at different times. But I know in my 20s, I always felt like I was running behind and like I was failing someone. I don't know who or what but I was holding myself to arbitrary standards as far as timelines for accomplishments went. And I feel completely free of that this year, which is strange because I can't pinpoint exactly what made those feelings of being behind go away. I think it could partially be understanding that we only have power in the present tense and working more on my mindfulness and presence this year, or maybe it really is something that just creeps up on you and it's time. Either way, I'm excited to be at this point in my life. And I think this conversation will be helpful to anyone who doesn't feel that yet, or who just needs a little bit of a reminder. Let's jump right in. Yeah, they might try to put you in a box. Tell them that you don't accept. When the world is tripping out, tell them that you love yourself. Hey, hey, 
smile on them Live your life just how you like it It's your party, negativity is not invited For my queer folk, my trans, people of color Let your voice be heard Look in the mirror and say that it's time to put me first You were born to win, head up high with confidence This show is for everyone, so I thank you for tuning in Let's go Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us. This is a live recording of Body Liberation for All. This is my new podcast that features healing and wellness content for BIPOC people and LGBTQIA plus people. So it is a targeted, healthy environment where you don't have to worry about ever feeling unwelcome. Today, I have with me Melvin Nix. Thank you for joining me, Melvin. Hey, Dahlia. It's a pleasure. I really enjoy being part of Black part uh, the uh, Black Joy Summit. So that's kind of where I got to know you a little bit. So I'm honored to be here today. Thank you. Yes. And that was a great experience. Anybody who hasn't had a chance to check it out, it's still available on demand. Make sure you look and see all the great presenters we had. I'm still hearing positive feedback about it. It was a really good experience. Yeah, it was awesome. So I have several questions for you today. I can see in the background there, you have your new book on display. You are in the middle of your purpose. And it's just so, so, so timely. And I wanted to know if you planned it that way, if you were inspired to publish once you saw how pertinent it was now, or if this is an ongoing theme and just coincidentally, a lot of us are realizing how yeah. timely it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, the information really came to me, you know, the, the timing to put the information out I feel just kind of unraveled with the events that are going on in the world, especially given with, you know, COVID. We already had a lot of issues happening already, but for the most part, the world's just kind of been, you know, teetering on just a lot of craziness. And part of that, I believe, is when we're out here just trying to manage from day to day, most of us don't really know who we are. We don't really align ourselves with what we were born to do. So we get caught in the flow of everything that's happening. So when the book was coming to me, I felt it was a good time to put it out to try to help not only myself, but other people to begin to navigate their way and figure some things out and begin to shift, you know, so that that way we're not just becoming victims of everything that's going on around us. Yeah, and not being tossed about. Now, I, I was going to say, I think the mic, can you change the settings to where the mic maybe is coming through the computer instead of on the, the way they did those buds, the mic always hits your body or the shirt if you move at all. Oh, now what I can do is I can hold on to it as well. Okay, that yeah, helps. that's just as good. Look, you came up with yeah. a better solution that's more I, I'll just, <laughs> practical. I'll uh, just sit here and look like I meant to be holding it, right? <laughs> Well, another question that I have, there are a lot of people, you know, who just go from one thing to the next and maybe don't really think finding your purpose makes any sense, depending on what level of access you have to privilege and the things that you need in the world. But in your opinion, why is finding your purpose crucial for everyone, no matter what your standard of living is like right now? The part of the book that I think would be a really good thing to emphasize to this particular question is what I call the urgent resolve, which is the you are in purpose. Now, if you think about it in anyone paying attention right now, 
there's always a voice on the inside of you or an inner nudging or a knowing an intuition, whatever you want to label it. When you are not living according to your purpose or doing the things that you were meant to do, there's a struggle going on. And that's oftentimes the reason why, you know, I've even been, you know, a part of many different things trying to just resolve that on the inside of me. So I think that when you don't know your purpose, that battle is going on. It's an inner tug of war and you're always second guessing yourself and you're wondering, well, should I be doing this or should I be doing that? And oftentimes you'll try a lot of things and it never really seems to fit. So um, once you begin to understand your purpose, it helps you to really not only line up your individual life, but even the things around you in your environment, you all you'll find a way to just kind of make yourself more congruent, if that makes sense. And you will begin to operate as an integrated whole rather than a scattered person, you know, because being scattered, you, you send your energy, you send your money. Everything about you is, is all over the place because you're still in this valley of decision trying to sort things out. But when you know your purpose, you can, with confidence, know what direction you're headed in and everything in your life can be fine tuned and adjusted to help you move in that direction. I think a lot of people are familiar with that feeling of just yeah. feeling like you're all over the place. You can't decide what your next step should be. Maybe you're not too happy with your job. Should you stay there? Should you go? You're always trying to weigh out the list of pros and cons and nothing really jumps out at you as far as what your next step should be. So what was your experience? Why wasn't it clear to you what you felt you should be doing with your life? That's a very good question, Dahlia. Um, my whole life, I've just really been interested in teaching. And in spite of that, I've been an artist. Uh, for the last 20 or so years, I've been a motion graphics designer doing animations and things of that nature. I, I love the work. But all along, on the inside of me, I've always had this nudge that I should be teaching. I would be sitting out on vacation and information would just come to me. You know, just thoughts about things, thoughts about life. Uh, I've always been curious about spirituality. And when I began to really just kind of pull myself aside, things would just come and I would write things down. I have notebooks all over the place. Um, but I finally just gave in because after a while, like you said, I've had jobs that I absolutely hated that I kept going to and they frustrated me and put a lot of stress on me. But on the inside, I just kept feeling this nudge that, OK, you need to be moving in another direction. And I wouldn't listen to it for a very long time. And um, I would always find myself talking about it with my wife and with my friends from time to time. You know, just when things would tend to get quiet, you know, like at night or something is when I just get this flood of, of thoughts and floods of information. And I dream about it and everything. So um, for me, I finally just got tired of wrestling. And I got tired of second guessing and wondering, should I really be doing this? You know, should I be putting myself out there like that? Should I be putting the information out that I'm receiving? Because people may not even understand it. But you have to find courage within yourself to just step out there. And once you do that, you're able to start quieting that voice down. And the struggle is not the same, if that makes sense. Yeah, because I think that for a lot of people, when you really look back, you probably know what you want to do and you've known for a long time. You maybe have even known since you were a child what you wanted to do. If you look back 
for recurring themes. And sometimes you can even ask people in your family or people who've known you since you were small, what seems to be the recurring theme for you? What did you always want to do? I know even when I started this podcast, well, the last podcast, my sister said to me, oh, this makes so much sense for you. You were always playing with your little cassette recorder, trying to interview people, trying to interview stuffed animals, (laughs) trying to like pretend you're a field reporter. And I thought, that's so funny. I forgot about that. It seemed impractical. It seemed outside of my grasp. I didn't see how I was ever going to have this type of platform because the technology that makes Mm -hmm. this doable now didn't exist when I first had that vision. And because I didn't think it was possible or practical, I just put it out of my head and looked at other things that I could be doing. But the passion and the clarity was already there, but I suppressed it and ignored it because it didn't seem to fit with what other people said made Mm -hmm. sense to be doing and what I've been trained to believe was possible. Because, of course, you don't know what technology is coming 10 years in the future. So being clear on what you want, how do you reconcile that with the limitations that we have as far as knowledge in the present tense? I'd like to address a little bit of something that you said that I thought was really good that will help with answering this question. A lot of times we are taught that, you know, we're really conditioned as we grow up to be who we end up becoming. But when you think about things, are you really who you are as an individual? And are you not who your parents taught you to be? The things that are resonating with on the inside of you, those, like you said, with with the platform, even though it didn't exist, you always kind of had a knowing, right? So with that being the case, we all deal with that, but it gets taught out of us. We get... um, Well, you got to go to college. You got to pursue this particular thing if you want to make money. And often everything that you will ever need to be your best self has been in you from the time you were a child. And it gets taught out of us. And most of us never really listen to that voice. And we can live an entire life, an entire existence off a conditioned belief that has nothing to do with who we really are. So that being said, it really comes down to a personal decision. It comes down to when you get information and knowledge and really just times of reflection, like with everything that's going on now with the self-quarantine, I'm sure people have had time to do something they haven't done in a long time. And that's think, you know, it's to be in a quiet spot and to really connect with yourself, to really look around in your life and say, man, what's been going on with me? What's been going on with my family? And if you'll be honest, and if, if those who are paying attention will be honest, you've kind of had on the inside of you during those moments, something telling you whether you are in alignment with what you should be doing or not. And it really comes down to listening to that voice and really accepting and, and really owning who you are and who you were born to be. And once you do that, it's kind of like magic, you know, where you will see opportunities that have been around you to step into that role. You will see situations and maybe people that come in and out of your life who, when you finally decide to just agree with and accept who you truly are, that path just kind of opens up. But until you recognize that and start listening to that, oftentimes we're too blind to see it, you know, and so we struggle 
And that struggle does not have to be there if only you can just take a moment and take the time to cut out as many distractions as you can and listen to you because um, my wife and I were talking about this recently, how that even when you, you know, we're always taught if you want to be successful with this, go find a mentor or find somebody who's really good at this and kind of follow their pattern. But at the end of the day, you are the one that still has to do the work and you are the one that still has to find your way into the situation because rarely is it the case where somebody will just take you and spoon feed you everything or, you know, just walk you into a role, right? So um, it really all boils down to settling in and connecting with yourself and starting to listen and owning and accepting what comes to you. I mean, that's empowering and horrifying because I can just imagine what people are thinking. If the answer is within you, it's like, do you trust yourself enough to listen? Then you wonder, do I even know how to listen? Do I know how to hear myself? How do I know the difference between who I was trained to be and who I actually am? And what if who I was trained to be and who I actually am doesn't jive? And I need to make a departure from what is considered acceptable in my community, acceptable in my family to be myself and to step into my purpose. Then what? So I can understand why it's so scary to a lot of people. And we've all been trained, like you said, to look outside of ourselves for information. Like the whole concept of structured schooling, the way we do it these days is that you always need someone else to tell you what your next step is and what's right and what's wrong. Even though that may make sense in some environments, like with math or something very concrete, but do you really need someone to tell you every step in an art project? Do you really need someone to tell you exactly how to express yourself in an English class? Like, is that even, we're, we're teaching people to never trust themselves. Yeah. So considering how long we've all been trained to think that we don't know anything and that we need to consult an expert and acquire more pieces of paper before we speak, how do you even get started with believing that you know what you know? Part of that is in understanding how powerful beliefs themselves are. Mm. Because when you really think about it, Everything that you do, everything you know about yourself, who you've come to know, is all based on beliefs. But more than likely, those are not beliefs that you put in place. Those are beliefs that your environment or your family have put there for you. So when you begin to understand that you can, in fact, change how you believe because you understand, okay, what I believe sets my limitations. What I believe determines if I even, you know, will embrace an idea that I have and have the courage to follow after it. So the first thing is really just to understand how powerful what you believe is and then begin to just check in with your beliefs and say, okay, does this belief that I have resonate with who I am? And does this feel right? A lot of it will become what you feel as an indicator. It'll be things as you observe your life and observe your circumstances. You'll be like, when I'm in this particular situation, I always feel angry, you know, And it doesn't mean that you're wrong. It just means that that's an indication that something in that situation is not meant for you. You may be in a situation where you're just like, man, I just can't stop doing this. I think about this all the time. Whenever I even do anything close to it, 
it really gives me energy. It sets me off. I'm just great, you know, when I'm when I'm in this mental space. That's also an indicator that you should be following that path even more so. And so those are those little nudges that come to you. And when you we talk about trusting and knowing things, it's always going to be scary, you know, at first, because we have not, as you you very well put it, been taught to trust ourselves. We haven't been taught to believe in ourselves oftentimes. We get a little bit of it and it's more about self-esteem, but often it doesn't really get to the core of who we are, but we have to be the ones to understand that. And it's almost like when you, um, we grow up and there's a point in time in everybody's life at some point where I like to call, I got this from my my, my background in church, a road to Damascus experience where uh, the light comes on. You know, you you have things going on and you're just moving along in life and all of a sudden the blinders fall off and you just have this moment of clarity. And with having that moment of clarity, you have to realize, do I want to spend the rest of my life going in the wrong direction or really taking a chance at pursuing what I've been feeling on the inside of me that feels right? You know, when I'm having those moments of thought and just the possibility of a situation when you talk, you know, I've heard someone say to me one time when I was in an animation program, as soon as you walk into this building, you become a whole nother person. It's because that was, you know, what resonated with me. And, and I found that with a lot of other things that, you know, really helped me to walk in who I am. I just become a different person when I'm around that. And I've learned to just start listening, you know, and the voice that it is, is not like, a voice coming out of heaven saying, you know, Melvin, you should be doing X, Y, Z. It's really thoughts that come to you and the feelings that are associated with those thoughts that are in agreement. You know, they feel right. They feel good. And only, you know, when something really resonates with you at your core, you can't really be told those things. Right. Does it tend, what do you hear from other people? Do they tend to feel it the same way in their body? Like, is it a lightness or do they feel it near their heart or it just depends? It depends on who you are. Like I'm the type of person, I'm, I'm an empath, so I feel everything. So for me, it, it comes to me with, with feelings and emotion. And I just have a knowing about things. Other people, it's a situation to where it mentally makes sense. You know, they can logically think through a strategy and they're like, yeah, I can do this because I just kind of see logically where all the, bricks should fall into place, so to speak. So it's, again, scary, but it's also fun when you set off on the path of discovering who you are. You know, when you really just take a moment and give that to yourself, you know, to think about who am I really? And I'm worthy enough to allow myself to pursue that. You know, I'm a, we, we only have this one life here. And if you start thinking about it in terms of, you know, how many years you may have left because no, life's not promised to anybody. Right. So if you think about how much time you have left, think about how you want to spend it. You know, do you want to keep going around in the same circle with the same friends doing the same stuff that feels comfortable? Or do you want to take a chance and do the things that you believe can really skyrocket your life and bring you real joy, real peace and real happiness? And, you know, the things that start removing the levels of frustrations that you deal with from day to day, they seem subtle. But when you really start looking within, you'll start paying attention to stuff like, man, every time I do this, I just don't feel too good. You know, the conversation around this thing does not really support who who I am and what I believe in. 
you know, if that makes sense. So it's, it's, it's a discovery process, but the best way to sum that up is give yourself permission to go on that, that journey. That's the whole thing. Give yourself permission, but then also you have to feel worthy, like you said, of prioritizing yourself and of joy and of all these things and understanding that maybe not everybody will be excited for you. No, definitely not. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Can you touch on that? What obstacles can people expect? And I know there's some, there's some belief systems out there that kind of make it sound like when you're on the right path, oh, like the universe or God is going to part the waters for you and there will be no obstacles, but that's not how it works usually. So what, what can people expect as they start this? As you start, I'm going to tell you right now, please expect failure. Please expect obstacles because they are coming. Now with that out of the way, you have to begin to reframe in your mind when an obstacle happens because oftentimes in an obstacle, it's a situation that's a learning experience. You know, it's something that if you take a minute and remove the fear, like, okay, this thing has hit me out of nowhere. If you can find a way to just remove the fear of the situation, that obstacle and your way of navigating around it may help you to become so strong on the inside of you that if another obstacle comes, it won't even bother you at all. But, you know, the main thing about that and about failure and about people is to not rely on that. You know, there you'll have people in your life value that absolutely love you and are genuine, but they just may not see things the way that you do. So you have to own and appreciate the relationship, but realize that the decisions that you're going to be making for your life, you alone have to make them. And if they don't agree with it or not, it's okay. If they tell you that you're crazy and you shouldn't be doing that, you should be doing something else because Johnny over there tried to do what you did and he failed. Well, Johnny's not you. And you may be called to do something where he was just trying to do the same thing. So if you're called to do something, it's going to be within you. And like a key going into a lock, when you connect with yourself, you open that up, you'll do well with that situation. And it's just a matter of getting over that hurdle of having fear and having, you know, a lack of confidence in yourself. And sometimes you may have to be willing to stand alone because there may be people who see you doing well and get jealous of you, you know? So um, people can be fickle, but you have to just really put a foundation within yourself that I know that there are gonna be people who support me. And I know there are gonna be people who don't care about what I'm doing. And they're gonna create situations for me that are gonna be rough. But once you dismiss yourself of the fear and the expectations of all of that stuff and start, like I said, putting a foundation within you and opening up doors for yourself, you'll be okay with that. You know, sometimes, as they say, it's lonely at the top because you have to have the resolve within yourself that no matter what comes, I'm going to go for my best life. It doesn't matter if my family supports me or my friends or whatever. I'll love them and do what I can, but I got to look out for me. Yeah, I know that's hard for some people to say, I have to look out for me. But I think it's important to remember that your purpose is in service to others, whether or not other people can see that vision. It's that purpose was instilled in you for a reason. 
and it needs to be lived out. And it may only be for you. It may only be to come through you. So it's, you're kind of robbing people if you don't pursue it. Exactly. It makes sense. Like you said, you have to understand that not everyone's going to see it or understand it, even if they love and support you. And you need to prepare yourself to possibly need to stand alone, at least at different points in the journey. And part of that is realizing that oftentimes the people that we know, they get stuck with familiarity. You know, they they may remember you from when you were growing up, right? They'll say, well, this is how you are and this is what you've always been like but they don't see the changes that you're making from day to day and they don't see how you're evolving. And because they are stuck with who you used to be, you may be evolving daily and moving towards your purpose. And you see growth and change and wonderful things happening. And because they're mentally stuck, as we said, with beliefs, how powerful beliefs are, they can never change how they view you if their beliefs about you remain stuck in the past. And so it's not worth you giving up your life and your aspirations because someone can't see you in a different light. Right. Yeah. Um, it, we're such communal creatures, though we do need community, I think, to be successful. So what do you do when there are people who can't release their old vision of who they thought you were? Do you release them from your life? Do you just understand there's certain things you're not going to be able to share with them and look for a community that supports who you presently are and who you're becoming? I believe you establish healthy boundaries. You know, I don't think you should ever not love people and ever not be there for people. I think your level of how much you put into that is based on what you're capable of doing. You know, if you set healthy boundaries in place, you can, you know, look at a situation and go, I can deal with this person for 20 minutes, but after that, I got to go, you know, or um, sometimes it may come to cutting people out, you know, that that sounds terrible, but they're going to live their life and they're going to judge you however they choose to, but you don't want to put your life on hold based on that, because at the end of the day, we're not in control of what other people do and say and how they feel. So it's becoming aware of how the situations are playing out and creating some healthy boundaries uh, for certain. But then as we begin to walk in our purpose, as you said earlier, and I thought it was great, your purpose, even though it's an individual thing for you, it's for the world. You know, what you're going to be doing and walking in is going to be helping others. For example, think about, you know, all the things that Dr. King went through just to help with, you know, providing civil rights and freedom. Like he could have just taken his time and just gone to church and been a nice, quiet man, you know, but look at what his purpose did for us, you know, how he took on the jail and the beatings and all of the things just to give us the rights that we have, you know, so him walking in his purpose opened many doors for millions of people. So with that being said, people will come to your aid as they see you walking in your purpose because they'll be in alignment with what you're here to do as well. You know, the universe has a way of sending that help that you need when you are doing what you're supposed to be doing rather than just kind of tolerating, you know, your life being stuck in a circle going around, you know, never going anywhere, never doing anything. So as you really embrace and accept your purpose, put those boundaries in place 
and um, understand and know, even if you don't see it in time, those who are going to be called to your aid are going to show up. Yeah, that's powerful. And I feel like Dr. King is an excellent example right now because a lot of people are conveniently holding him up as an example of how they feel it's appropriate to protest, how it's appropriate to say things need to change. But the reality of the matter is he was murdered for living his purpose. Yeah. So people who keep saying that to kind of condemn people right now, it's like, uh-huh. And then remember they murdered him. So people aren't going to like it if it needs to be done and it's revolutionary or even if on a grander scale, what you are called to do doesn't seem that revolutionary. People will react sometimes in a harsh way when they see you living your purpose and they know they're not in that zone. And so you should expect pushback and think about all the people who are so close to Dr. King and lived with him and support with him, but through it all, every step of the way, so much pushback, so much hostility. There were always obstacles in the way and he could have chosen to step back and live to see his grandchildren, you know, speaking about social justice right now, but he knew that wasn't his calling. So he did what he had to do. So I think the fear may always be there, but you learn to walk through it and you know that the fear isn't you being told to stop. It could be very real and legitimate. Like you're concerned about the unknown, but you need to answer the call nonetheless, because it's literally why you exist. I think that to to the point you're making now, when you start considering your purpose, you have to look at yourself just like a seed, any any kind of seed you can think of, right? So we've heard about the mustard seed in church, but any, any seed you can think of, think about this, that seed is dormant, but it has to be planted. So an apple seed, before it gets planted into the ground, think about this, that one little bitty seed possesses within itself an entire apple apple orchard that can keep multiplying and going on and on and on and on and on. But it's considered basically dead until you put it into the ground, you nurture it, you do the things that you know nature does to support that seed. Then everything within that seed jump starts and growth starts and then life just multiplies, right? So oftentimes we may not understand how large our purpose is going to unfold. We don't know how many generations is going to impact. We don't know the change that you just taking day daily steps to follow who you are. You don't know who all that's influencing. You don't know how far the reach of that's going to go at the end of the day. Are you tired of listening to the same playlists over and over again? Are you ready for something new? Discover the latest music from LGBTQIA musicians on Homo Ground. Not only is the music good, but it's relatable. Songs about being queer and the ups and downs that come along with it. You'll also hear personal stories directly from the bands themselves. It's like a private concert right in your earbuds just for you. 
Private Earbud Sessions, brought to you by Homoground. Same ground, different sound. What are you waiting for? Visit homoground.com or search Homoground on your favorite podcast app. There's so much music ready for you to devour, like this song by Carl X. Same ground, different sound. You're on Homoground. You know what I'm saying? So think about that in terms of when you're trying to get over the fear. Embrace. I could be changing millions of lives with what I'm doing just by being the best cook I can be or being the best artist I can be. Somebody in France may see my painting and were considering a different life path. But when they saw that, they drew some type of inspiration. You know, we, we don't really know who all our work is going to touch, which is why it's important that you come to terms with that and put it out, because you may be developing the next Dr. King with the work that you're doing. You just don't know. Right. Yeah, that's very interesting because a lot of times when people become prominent, they share who their inspirations were. And it isn't always someone that everybody's heard of. Yeah. Sometimes it's a teacher. Sometimes it's a librarian. Like you never really know how your work is sowing seeds in the heart of others. It's almost impossible to predict. Well, not almost. It is impossible to see from here how much of a ripple effect your actions will have. That's right. Now, when it comes to clarifying your vision, now I know this is something you help people do. What does that mean and how do we get started? What that means to me when you're clarifying the vision, there's a scripture in the Bible that says without a vision, the people perish. And I really love that scripture because the word perish doesn't mean that you're going to die. It means you're going to be exposed. So it's like being exposed to the elements where you're not covered, you're not protected. So when you think in terms of doing your vision, you accept who you are, you start making a mental note and, and really a physical note as, you know, what I feel I should be doing is this. And you write that down. And once you start writing that down, you'll notice that a pattern starts to emerge and ideas will start to come that support what you just wrote down. And as the idea comes, you want to find anything that inspires you, whether it's a photo of that thing or something else that's written, a book, people, whatever it is that supports that. And you just kind of organize those ideas together. And once you lay them out and start looking at them, you'll start getting inspired thoughts that will trigger actions. And you'll begin to see, OK, I laid this out you know, a week ago, but now I see I need to take this particular action to fulfill this. And things will start to fall into place. But the hardest part is just sitting with yourself with a blank piece of paper and going, I believe that I should be doing this. Or I feel in my heart, this makes sense for me. Once you get through that, you can start pulling things together that resonate with those ideas. That's where it all starts. And when you think about anything that we have, electricity was an idea before we had lights. You know, airplanes were an idea before we had planes. And the earth has always had the resources here to make airplanes and flight possible, but it never existed until someone had the thought, right? So mm. you have to begin to allow yourself to have those thoughts about the possibilities for your life. And as you have them, find a way of putting them out in front of you so that you can see them. And then action steps will start coming to you 
and you'll begin moving in that direction and see things start to unfold. Now, what practice do you use to do that, to like track your vision and your next steps? I use vision boards. And before I even came into vision boards, I'll tell you a brief story. Uh, When I was in an animation program in Orlando, Florida, um, life was a little rough for me because I had just, you know, given up everything to pursue this path. And the first thing that I did, I had like $500 to my name. So Mm -hmm. I found a room that I could rent for $100 a week. And the first thing I did when I got into that room was took out a notebook and in the piece of paper, I started writing down within two weeks of graduating, I'm going to be at a major studio. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. And this is going to happen. And to make a long story short, life was a little rough through that period, but things seemed to work out for me. But my vision came to pass. What I wrote on that paper, it happened because every single day before I left my room to go to class or to go to whatever little job that I could keep, on the back of my door, I was forced to see what I had written down on that paper. And that inspired me every single day. And so now what I do is I have vision boards that I've done with images on them, but then also I have whiteboards. I keep whiteboards because I like to be able to erase and change things pretty quickly. So I'll have whiteboards all around me where, you know, if I have a particular goal, I'll write it down. And then as things come to me, I can modify them very easily. So that's part of my process. Yeah. And then the concept that the vision board isn't just about manifesting things out of thin air. It's about keeping you focused on what you want and continually making steps toward that. So there's not just faith, but there's action. Exactly. And I believe that we don't necessarily manifest things out of thin thin air, but I believe that everything we need to fulfill our purpose is around us. Mm -hmm. And as we begin to connect with who we are, we open the door for that thing to come to us or for us to align ourselves to have the meeting with the right person at the right time. Or, you know, those situations that kind of look like the universe is doing things. It's really, you've gotten into alignment with what you're supposed to be doing and things will work just fine. You know, it's like, you know, your washing machine. If you hook the water up to it properly, you put the detergent in it the right way it's supposed to work, it's going to work fine and clean your clothes. But that's what it was designed to do. And we don't often understand we are designed in a very specific fashion and things will work for us if we can get our lives into alignment with who we are and the universal laws and principles that support us. But oftentimes, even when you know you think about, uh, I said earlier how powerful beliefs are, we use the power of belief all the time when we worry. And mm-hmm. anything that you worry about, you're the one that is the catalyst that makes it happen. So it's not that the universe and the bad people and all of these things are collaborating to make sure you fail. It's more about a thought came into your mind that you accepted. You began to see it. You began to feel emotions in your body that supported it. And lo and behold, you find yourself in the situation you worried about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of times where you really fo- the thing that you keep ruminating on, you keep focusing on. Sometimes in your attempts to avoid it, you are definitely the one who makes it happen. Yeah. How do you identify unthoughtful, I'm sorry, unhelpful thought patterns and get them out of your system? I know that was something I really wanted to to hear. It's uh, 
definitely something that I identify with. And it's an ongoing process because nobody's perfect. But, you know, even for myself, when I have thoughts that aren't good for me, there's usually a feeling that comes. You know, it's all about understanding who you are and listening to yourself, listening to your body. And when those thought patterns come and you start to feel out of sort, or you may feel anger, you may feel upset or hurt, those are all indicators that there are thought patterns there that you need to address. And the way to fix them is to every single time that you have those thoughts, do something to shift your focus. Do something, whether it's to put music on or a particular movie that you like to watch, reading a book, whatever inspires you and changes your pattern of thought to something that's more productive and more in alignment with what you with who you want to be. Those are the things you have to be very intentional about doing, you know, because the way that the mind works is through repetition. And so we never own that process until we wake up and realize there is a process at play. <laughs> so um, we repetitively get stuck in a thought. And in order to fix it, we have to, one, become you know, cognizant of the fact that this thought's on replay. But then every single time it surfaces, you have to intentionally say, OK, I'm going to step aside, put my music on that gets me in a better mood, and it'll help that. And over time, you will have trained your mind to think differently, and those thoughts won't even be the same. You know, mm, yeah, even, even if the situation is negative you'll begin to look at it as the glass is half, you know, I always get this term wrong, but the glass half into glass half full, the one that's the better one. Because you know? so. <laughs> it's like, technically, it, it both things are true, but it's all about perspective and what feelings rise up in you when you look at the reality of a situation. Yeah. And, yeah. and feeling is very powerful. You know, a lot of times people are taught that to feel anything makes you weak, or if you're emotional, it makes you weak. But think about the fact that we actually have emotions and can feel them and express them. They're there for a reason. And they are very good indicators, you know, just like pain. Pain is not a bad thing because if you burned your hand and never had pain, you wouldn't go to the doctor and get it fixed. So those are signals that are telling you something needs to be looked at and something needs to be addressed. So in terms of thoughts and thinking, Check in with how you feel, you know, and if those feelings that are around that situation are negative, that's a good indicator that you're having negative thoughts and you need to change that pattern. And those are powerful pointers for how do you tune in? So for people who feel like, oh, how do I even know what messages I'm being sent? You're being sent them all the time and you are aware of them if you think about it. It's every feeling you get. It's in your body. Sometimes it feels like it's just a passing thought. But we're getting feedback all of the time. Exactly. And, yeah. and worry is a very good analogy that I use when I'm teaching and I'm talking because I think most people can resonate with it. But think about right now anything you have ever worried about. And if you take two minutes and think about that, even if it just comes into your mind right now, immediately your body is going to respond. You may start sweating. You know, your heart may go up. Whatever it is around that particular situation for you, your body is instantly wired to match whatever emotional expression you're dealing with. And it's going to set your mind in a particular way. And so worry, I think, is a very good way to think about how to undo a situation. So what did I do when I worried? Well, I sat there and I thought about it a lot. 
And then I started having these emotions that made me feel even worse. And then I started talking about it and I started talking to everyone I know about it. And then bam, it happened. So think about that in a positive term. I started allowing myself to see me walking in my purpose. I started once, you know, once this image that I had in my mind started to make me feel really good, I started having more of them. I started seeing how it could be even better. And then I started talking to people about the situation. I started surrounding my life with things that resonated with it. And before you know it, you're going to be walking in it. Mm. Oh, I love that. This is all so helpful. And thank you, Maureen, for your comment. And anyone else, if you have any questions, you can put it in the comments. We'll see it. We'll pop it on the screen and Melvin will answer it in real time. You give people a little bit of time, but I wanted to ask, I meant to open with this. What is Panoo you? Since I know that might be how some people pronounce it. Thank you for asking that question because now I can clear this up. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I have always been a spiritual student. And even when I was little, like I would go to the library and get books about different belief systems and spirituality and things of that nature. So I learned the importance of studying words Uh, etymology, things of that nature to help ground myself in an understanding. So the Greek word for spirit is pneuma, and it's spelled P-N-U-E-M-A. And that's the word for spirit. So it's pronounced pneuma. And so when I'm talking about new you, I borrowed from that word because I wanted people to have in their mind that you are transforming your life and living on a higher level by connecting with and being a more spiritual person. So as you evolve spiritually, as you begin to walk in a more higher vibration, your whole life begins to change. But it has to be very intentional. It doesn't just fall out of the sky on you. Mm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So what first step would you recommend for really getting started with being more self-aware, identifying these thought patterns, clarifying your vision, kind of all the many steps we gave towards how do you start living your purpose? I know you have a guide that I wanted to share that may be a good place to start with the signs and signals. That's absolutely why I made that resource, because I wanted people to have something in front of them where they can look at and it'll prompt them to think, you know, well, do I really feel stuck in my life right now? Is this job that I'm in making me feel like I can be promoted and I can keep moving up the chain and it's really connecting with who I am? Or do I feel like every single day that I go to work, I hate life more and more, you know? So in a situation like that, it's an indicator to you that maybe you need to look at that and see if that is in fact resonating with who you are. If not, you may need to change your situation. And so with any advice that I can give anyone is to take at least 30 minutes out of your day, whether you're a morning person or in the afternoon at your lunchtime or in the evening, just take that time to sit with yourself, turn everything off, and your mind is going to begin to talk to you. You're going to begin to have thoughts come to you. I mean, at first, it's going to be a rush of things because you're just, you know, if you just woke up in the morning, your mind may be all over the place. But as you sit down, things are going to settle. And once that settling happens, ideas are going to start coming to you. Things that, you know, will be memories of 
man, I just remember when I was young, I really wanted to be a mechanic, you know, and those types of ideas and things only come to you. and We only notice them when we're quiet. That's why a lot of times at night, if you're struggling with a situation, you're being hit with a lot of thoughts, fighting with what you're here to do. And it's because you haven't accepted it yet. So you're sitting there in the bed struggling because that's when you have allowed yourself the quiet time is when you're getting ready to go to bed. But if you become more intentional and say, okay, in the morning, or I'm going to just sit aside, set aside 30 minutes of my day to just sit with me, to just clear my head and take a journal with you and just write out whatever comes. So if you give yourself that kind of time, you're going to begin to see how therapeutic that is to you for one, because you're allowing yourself to quiet down and to calm down. But then you're also going to understand what your voice sounds like to you. You're going to understand how these inspired thoughts begin to surface. And you'll even notice a pattern when the different times that they show up, like when you're in a different environment, a certain thought pattern may show up because it's trying to get your attention. So the best thing I can say is when you're just starting out, give yourself time for you. And once you do that, you'll begin to notice that your mind will open up and conversations will start to flow in this in a particular pattern because you're now open to them. You know, you, you can't receive anything with a closed hand. And oftentimes we're closed up just like my hand is right now. And nothing can get in that hand until I open it up. So you have to give yourself time to open you up for that process to begin. And once you do that, that's when you can start crafting out your vision, start figuring out what your purpose is. And that's kind of the catalyst that gets it all started. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on and thank you for sharing all of that. Anyone who doesn't know where to find you, where should they follow you? Where are you on the internet and Facebook and all the places. Go to newyou.com. That's P-N-E-U.com. That's where I post all of my spiritual teachings, the videos that I have, all of the other resources that I have. That's the best place to go. But you can also follow New You on Facebook and on Instagram. Perfect. Thanks for taking out the time to be here. That was really helpful. That's a lot of tangible action we can take to make a shift in our lives and get us to where we feel more aligned. It's been an absolute pleasure, Dahlia. And um, I hope that what I shared, that it really begins to resonate with people because it's important that you become who you were meant to be for not only yourself, but for others. So I hope that everyone leaves inspired to go and really find out what their purpose is and start to walk in, you know, start to walk in it because your purpose is going to benefit my life. You know, and I want to receive the gift of you. You know, I don't want that to be denied to me or the generations to come. So I really hope that everyone will take an opportunity to give themselves that time to invest in them. I hope you found that conversation as helpful as I did. Remember, the only fee for the show is that you share it with others whenever you hear something useful. And if you're like most folks, that'll be every episode. The best way to keep up with new events and live streams and special offers is to be subscribed to the mailing list. If you haven't already subscribed, please visit sendfox.com slash Dahlia Kinsey. 
That's S-E-N-D-F-O-X dot com slash D-A-L-I-A-K-I-N-S-E-Y. The link is in the show notes. I'll see you next time. Yeah, they might try to put you in a box. Tell them that you don't accept. When the world is tripping out, tell them that you love yourself. Hey, hey, smile on them. Live your life just how you like it. It's your party. Negativity is not invited. For my queer folk, my trans, people of color, let your voice be heard. Look in the mirror and say that it's time to put me first. You were born to win. Head up high with confidence. This show is for everyone. So I thank you for tuning in. Let's go.